Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Broomstick, that podcast that opens up the possibility of spirituality in your everyday life whilst removing some of the woo-woo that we see on social media. Thank you everyone for joining me. For those of you that don't know, my name is Matilda and I am a professional psychic medium here in Australia. Today's episode is rather exciting. It's something that I talk about a lot on social media and I have touched on in previous episodes. But today I'm going to talk about living authentically and ego. Those two actually go hand in hand and how we discern how our ego is affecting us, not just if we are professional readers such as myself, but in our everyday life and how really getting our ego in check can help us live a calmer, happier life. Later on in the episode, we have a special guest who I shall introduce at that time. But first of all, my job is to thank everyone that has joined my Patreon page in the last week. I am blown away by the amount of support that I have received. If you don't know about Patreon, it is a platform that allows me a little bit more freedom. I upload extra content on there and we have a Discord channel. There is a newsletter. There's all sorts of information and it's growing slowly. I've only had it for about three or four weeks, um, but I am blown away by the amount of support I've got. So this week's new members, um, thank you for all of your support. Uh, Manny Rivera, Melva, Michelle Hinderlitter, Claire Goldman, E. Cameron Rowe, Ben Baldwin, Jen, Jill, Asina, Diana Barber, Erin Durand, Star Moon, Crystal Marino, Sandy, Wendy Chervin, Sam Pug, Maya Horner and Anna. Thank you all for your continued support. It means the world to me. And if you don't know about Patreon, the link is in my show notes. You'll be able to pop along and have a look and see if you like what's there. Um, But thank you for everyone that supports me every month. It just, it is wonderful. So let's talk about ego and how ego can affect us living authentically. Now, ego and authenticity are not polar opposites. They can live side by side if we have a healthy ego. Our ego is our sense of self and how we see ourselves viewed within our, by ourselves and by other people and how we are judged. Ego is built. It's not something we are born with. It's built through our lived experiences, whether that's through our parents, whether it's through our schooling or our peers. Our ego starts building as a defense mechanism and we tend to get stuck in our ego when we don't want to address certain issues. Now, just to be clear, I talk about ego a lot on social media and how as a psychic media media um, medium, sorry, as a psychic medium, uh, I have to do all of my readings outside of ego. 
for example, if I were to do a reading for a friend, I struggle with that. I refuse or do not like doing readings for people that I know um, and people that I am acquainted with because I obviously always want what's best for them. So I'm going to inject some of my own thoughts and ego into a reading. And that's not a good thing. We want everything that I give to come directly from spirit guides or from spirit directly. And when I talk on a topic that I am attached to or I am giving a reading to someone that I love or care about, I'm going to inject something that I shouldn't, which is my own opinion, my own ego, because I'm attached to somebody being happy. And sometimes I don't get the truth from spirit because I will cloud it with um, my own ego. And and that's that's a really important thing to understand. When you see people working on social media, mediums, psychics, and they're saying, I am the best, or this is a message from me, it's never, ever from me. It is from spirit, spirit guides. It is not from me. And that's a really important waterline that we must live by as professional psychic mediums. Um, But ego in the everyday world, in our world that we're living, um, has grown and been built because of our own experiences and lived experiences. So when we are unaware of how our own ego is impacting us, we tend to make decisions and react to things in a way that is not authentic. So that's where authenticity and ego go together. For example, I I often get calls from people. I'm in the middle of a reading and someone will say, I broke up with my boyfriend. He's been treating me really, really badly. But I broke up with him to make him aware of how badly he's treating me. And I want to know when he's coming back. That is living in ego because when we we behave in a way that we are manipulating someone else to make them come back to us, we are living in ego. But the inauthenticity of it is that we're not living by our authentic self because we're allowing someone to treat us badly, but yet our ego is calling that person back. It, it's making us want them to come back and chase us. And that's our ego. It means that you're not living within your authentic self. The same can be said, okay, somebody's two people in in an office, both doing the same job, and they're both up for promotion. One person doesn't really want the promotion, but they're going along for the ride. And the other person is working really hard and really wants the promotion. The person that wants the promote that doesn't want the promotion doesn't get the job, yet their ego is wounded and they react by handing in their notice because, well, I didn't get that promotion. Well, they didn't really want it, but their ego is saying is, is harmed, it's hurt. So they're reacting through their ego. So our ego is a view of ourself. And when we fall into the trap of believing ourselves, are in reality the same as our ego, we open ourselves up to depression. 
we might not be living the same experiences as we visualize of ourselves when our lived reality is different from what we believe it is supposed to be. We tend to fall into sadness, upset and even deep depression. It is necessary to understand how to better understand our own ego and become more conscious about it as we elevate ourselves and move towards living authentically. We have to learn to get our ego in check and realize how it subconsciously affects our everyday decisions and stops us living our true selves because we have this view of what we are, what we deserve, what we should be. And that has been built through the expectations of other people. When we don't really have awareness of our ego, um, we tend to project things onto society and we develop a wild ego. This is an ego that is out of control. It leads us to be easily provoked by others when our image of ourselves is threatened. When we understand that our ego is an image, it is not reality. Um, we can start to learn and change our behaviors. We can use our ego in our favor. Um, we can use it as a guiding compass and we can project it as a form to commit to others who we wish to be. And we can exercise being accountable. People with a high ego are rarely accountable for their actions. This all ties in with the episode I did about self-awareness and how being self-aware and how our behaviors affect other people are, makes us different to who we really are and who we really want to be. A lot of people that phone me will, will call and say, I want to be more fulfilled. I don't understand why I'm not fulfilled. I've got the house I want, the job I want, the person around me I want. Everyone admires me. So why am I not happy? One of the best ways to check whether you have an ego that is out of control is to really take some self-reflection and think about how you react to certain situations and why you react in that in that situation is it your ego speaking do you react when someone is running late in a way of saying well that's really disrespectful to me you're running late instead of saying why are you running late are you okay were you stuck in traffic did your car break down did something happen at home to make you late it's injecting empathy into situations and really reflecting about whether your reaction and what you're going to say to anyone is harmful to them in order to feed your ego. Now, we can all name a lot of people that have, got, have are egomaniacs and their ego is out of control. They're not our issue. That's their journey to take. And the realization that the way other people react and behave is about them. It's not a reflection on you is one of the best ways to get your ego in check. Realizing that somebody often reacts or behaves in a really bad way. And that is because they have a sense of self-entitlement. They have a large ego, but there's no reason for you to react. So I'm going to give you a couple of tips now 
everyday tips that you can use. I always advise people that are trying to get their ego in check to live authentically and to try and get that calm within themselves is go 24 hours without putting ego into your interactions. Remove your ego, obviously stay safe. Obviously, this doesn't count if you are in situations that are unsafe for you. But if you can try on a 20, you know, try 24 hours and then try 48 hours and then try a week, I realized the amount of calm and peace that came into my life when I did a lot of self-awareness work and got my ego in check. We're going back 20 odd years now, but it was something that was just groundbreaking for me because I was no longer feeling in that fight or flight mode. I was no longer worried about how other people viewed me or how I reacted to things the most amazing calm came over me you hear about these people that listen to react rather than listen to hear what we want to be is the person that listens to hear what someone else has to say because we are open to learning and when we are open to hearing and learning it means our ego is starting to get in check and it's just a beautiful feeling. Um, I will recommend a book. I read um, this book many years ago, and I'm going to warn you, it does mention God. You can you can inject the word whatever you like to refer to or replace God with. That's going to be totally up to you. But um, it was the four agreements, which I now believe is the five agreements. It was one of the most eye-opening books that I ever read because and I don't recommend self-help books I I'm not a self-help book person this book changed the way that I looked at the world and looked at myself and my happiness and the way that I started to behave in life um, really changed and I would recommend it to everyone so I'm going to give you some tips now just to start working on your ego um Manage your tendencies to overreact. Um, if you feel criticized or threatened in any way, stop outside of the emotion for a moment and think about why you feel that way. Do you need to react to escalate the situation or do you need to reflect and go, that person's criticizing me because it makes them feel better. I don't need to say anything. Um, overcoming the urge to be right every time. It is better to be there than to be right. Sometimes we don't have to prove that we are right um, and that others are wrong. It's it's does it doesn't matter unless, of course, it's a dangerous situation or you're a lawyer and you're in court. That's when you do need to use it. But perhaps in everyday life, do you have to really go to the ends of the earth to prove you were right? Stop complaining. Um, if you're complaining about others and the method that other people use, if you're looking for mistakes in everything, then that is about you. It is not about the person that's made the mistake. Of course, if you're a teacher, that's different. But um, if you are looking to judge someone by the smallest mistake, whether it's a spelling mistake. Imagine somebody that doesn't express themselves because they 
don't have the ability to spell or write or express themselves in a way that comes up to your standards, yet you feel the need to criticize the way that they spelt a certain word or they didn't use a capital letter. That whole that stops creativity when that happens. It's you know, it's really not nice and there's no need to criticize everyone about everything. If you stop seeking approval from everyone, then you start realizing that you are your own approval. We can be on a bit of a treadmill of looking for people to give us validation on a regular basis, whether it's friendships, relationships, parents, etc. Removing that need for validation really does help us sit in our own energy and realize that we are our own best advocates. Praising other people. Our subconscious mind doesn't operate based on what we think is true. It functions based on what's in our hearts. Deliberately identifying opportunities to praise others will gradually shift your inner being from quietly self-serving to proudly and stay secure. So if you're in the shops and you're being served by someone that smiles or is wearing a nice top, compliment them on the top, whether you like it or not just say something nice. It really does help you realize the power that kindness can bring. Sitting in your own energy is one of the best things that you can do in order to realize how your ego has impacted you and how it's causing maybe your sadness and depression because you're constantly comparing yourself. The old saying, comparison is the thief of joy is a reality. Focus on yourself and give vulnerability. So being open and honest about what's really going on is a true measure of strength. The fear of looking bad drives people to internalize so much um, that they internalize everything and are never vulnerable about around people. Feelings are reduced in power when we verbalize what we are feeling and see them for what we are. Keeping them locked away leaves the authentic self preoccupied, creating space for the ego to step in and navigate self-expression. Always questioning why you do what you do. That's a really strong one. If we react to things question why i is your security feeling um threatened are you insecure when you have checkpoints with yourself about where you are going and why you are behaving in a certain way it is really helpful for you to address certain behaviors and bring them back to being authentic to you and last of all Practice gratitude. Gratitude is, it sounds really benign, it sounds really boring, and we all have so much to be grateful for, even when we think we do not. But as simple as, I am grateful for a roof over my head. I am grateful that I can get up every day and go to work. I am, and if you don't have work and you're looking for a job, I am grateful for the ability to look for a job. It really does change your mindset and help you move into that authentic self. 
I hope these tips and tricks have been helpful. Ego is one of those things that a lot of people will go, well, I don't have an ego. I don't behave in ego. I am not that sort of person. It doesn't make you a bad person. What it makes you is a real person. But if you want to feel calm, if you want to be less reactive, if you want to realize and start moving into that true authentic self, ego is the first place to start. I hope that's helped. And now we have a surprise. Um, just a really small snippet, a short conversation with um, the wonderful Miss Laurie Rivers from the Awake Space and Woke Astrology is here for a very short chat about the sorts of questions that we get asked as readers. Um, enjoy. Um, and we have a surprise visitor today, Laurie Rivers from Astro Laurie and the Awake Space. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? This is exciting. We're getting a bit of a habit going here, aren't we? We are. We're talking about something that we've both discussed, which is we both do readings, but with different modalities. Yes. yes. Um, Laurie concentrates as an astrologer. Yes. And um, we're going to talk about the questions that we get asked that have, especially when we get, is that your mic? What did my mic do? It was. So for the listeners, we're both blind. One of us yeah. is blind in the right eye and one of us is blind in the left. Um, so we I could have hold my mic. It was just a, we do. That's your like mic. This. Okay, it's me. I'm. It's on my blind side. Sorry. It's on your blind side. <clears throat> Don't touch it. Stay wiggle. away. Okay, we're going to go back now. Um, we are going to talk about the questions that we get asked. And there's n there are no stupid questions. I no, always say there's no, no stupid questions. Mm -hmm. Except the one you don't ask. Yes, except the one you don't ask. But mm -hmm. there is a right way and a wrong way to ask yes. questions. Mm -hmm. Given that we both work on social media as well as private readings. Yes. What would you say is the wrong way to ask a question? Don't ask people thoughts. <laughs> well, because they're not our thoughts. No, no, there's, there's, if you're asking a professional about how something works, it's not our thoughts. There is a method or a body of work or a history to it. Um, so there's that if like, how does it work being a medium? That would be a great question, but medium thoughts. Yeah. Gemini thoughts. I get cranky anymore with that. I'm like, you I have no thoughts. Cranky, I do. I just tell them I have no thought. Just like when they say um, another good one that people ask <laughs> With the full moon, what's going to happen for me? I'm like, you're going to blow up. Yeah. Yeah. But it's asking, I get asked as a medium, what's, what are my thoughts on the eclipse? It's going to be an Mediums eclipse. Mediums don't work. You don't, well, I mean, you could tune into the energy overall, I would imagine, but an eclipse yeah. is an astronomical event, which is kind of the realm of astrology. But you could, I suppose, tap in energy. Energetically, I guess. But yeah. I don't really work. I do pick up the energy if an eclipse mm -hmm. is happening. 
but it's not something mm-hmm. that I concentrate on. I may say something's going to happen around a certain period of time, but I might not right. necessarily know it's an eclipse because I'm not right. an astrologer. You're not, yeah. Astrologer. Astrologer. <laughs> That's Mark Zuckerberg's fault. It's not yours. They changed it on Facebook. We have been astrologers for centuries, and Facebook decided to denigrate us by putting an ist. They did it to numerologers as well. Oh, Mm-hmm. They call them Just, numerologists. And I'm like, uh, Zuck? I don't think so. Mm, that sounds really uh, rude. Your whole is, identity has been changed by. Well, I refuse. I, I won't respond to people. I'm an astrologer. Mm-hmm. No. Well. And I have the what? books that say it. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you've got the books right. that say it. You know. You've got the pieces of paper. Yeah. I do. Kidding. Well, you you tell them. You teach Mark Zuckerberg. What? <laughs> okay. What do you think is the silliest way somebody has asked a question of you? Well, kind of what I was just saying. The the thoughts or the um, it's usually in live streams. I would say in readings, I don't get asked. Um, People will be nervous, maybe. I mean, it could be um, intimidating to go to somebody if you don't understand this or you were raised in a religious household. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it less silly and more maybe nervous or unaware of how to ask. Um, that would be um, when you when you look at my chart, what do you see? And I'm like, yeah, ooh, everything about you. Do you want me to tell you about your personal hygiene? You know, um, yeah. I can tell you what turned you on and turned you off. I can tell you what happened when you were five years old. You probably don't want me to. So, and I don't want to look at it all because we kind of, our brain kind of ticks. I wish I could show my brain, but it's lots of layers, you know. And so I think people need to understand they can be specific in asking questions and it's not feeding the reader. I think a lot of people don't understand the difference between you telling me your life story and asking me about like, well, I'm thinking about leaving my job. Is this a good time? That's, That's a fair question to start with, you know. Yeah. With the nerves, I always, if I pick up nerves on somebody that's having a reading, mm-hmm. I say, okay, we're going to take a deep breath inside and out. And I want you to stamp your feet up and down. Has absolutely no spiritual meaning whatsoever, but mm-hmm. it will release mm-hmm. a little bit of energy for you mm-hmm. to be able to concentrate. My, I get a lot, asked a lot of questions and people will, I always say, I don't want to know anything about you for the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Once mm-hmm. we're after those first five minutes and you're happy we've got a connection, if you mm-hmm. don't ask your questions, then you're not going to get the answers because spirit will talk about anything and everything, oh, yeah. but you need to get your money's worth. But I will mm-hmm. still have people go, can you tell me about my boyfriend? Have you got one? Or can you tell me when I'm going to get married? Are you dating? That's a big one, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. they're going to get married. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. one that probably irks me the most, I can talk for 45 minutes straight and give them everything they've asked for, talk about, bring someone through from spirit, do all of that, and they will still ask in the last minute of a reading, is there anything spirit wants me to know? Oh, God. No. no. I'm no. just like, no, they just haven't given you 45 minutes of information and I've held just that little bit back. 
the one thing you really needed to know was going to give you. I just kept it in my pocket. But, yeah, <laughs> asking questions is amazing and it really helps. You do not have to feed a reader and you no. need to make sure, as long as you're sure that you've got a connection with them. And when you're mm-hmm. reading with someone like Laurie, hers is in front of all the information that you need is in front of you. Yeah, it's the it's there. It's yeah. in black and white. But I will ask you questions, and and asking me questions is important because it is in black and white. But there's a lot of possibilities, you know. And so yeah. I'll be like, it's kind of like I like saying, seeing an astrologer is like going to an optometrist. One or two, two or three, you know. It's like which is working, and and so yeah. I'll I'll tweak and calibrate. But I'll be like, okay. So, um, and, and everybody's a little bit different. So it's tweaking that, but in general, I think people, you have to understand too, when you go to an astrologer or a medium like Matilda, people with our level of experience, you're not paying for the time. That's not an hourly rate. Mm -hmm. We give results that change lives. Um, you know, so it's not by the time. So, and we're often generous, you know, with our information and our time. So, and, uh, yeah, so not every reader is. Not every reader is, but no, not every reader is. But mm-hmm. you can tell people that have spent their time ringing the telephone psychics because that's per minute or whatever, and mm-hmm. they want to get their money's worth. And they'll mm-hmm. get to that last minute and they'll start asking more and more questions because they've seen mm-hmm. something formed on them. And I just think, oh, my God, they, I give more information than any medium I know. I talk Oh, yeah, about, no, you're, you're very thorough. And I'm really, really thorough. Um, mm-hmm. But I love being asked questions, especially <clears throat> to make sure that somebody's going to get the answer that they need. What's the point Absolutely. in paying me if you're not going to ask a question in a way yeah. that you want and you need to get that answer? Well, I think a lot of times people don't know how to ask questions, though. Um, asking good questions is really an art form. I know when I was studying other modalities, you know, so channeling, um, refining my psychic abilities, which no, I don't do that professionally, um, needed to for me, learning to ask the question correctly because the quality of the question determines the quality of the outcome. So when you're asking a question that's either too broad or why related, why yeah. did it happen? It's not going to be it. What can I learn? How can I make the most use of this energy? Cause if uh, sometimes people come in, it can be a joke. Cause that, you know, repeat clients will be like, all right, tell me how this thing coming is going to hit me. <laughs> and you know, that's a joke, but I'll be like, you know, well, why not ask? And I'll, I'll very carefully reframe it and be like, what about how can you best use this time? How yeah. can you best use this energy? And I usually start, I, I don't leave it up to my clients so much anymore at the beginning of a reading. Um, call me a control freak. But um, I'll say, what is it you want to get out of the reading today? Yeah. Yeah. No, and because I get that. That helps. You know, what? what is what is the objective? The beautiful thing that I find, because I work with spirit, is that they will often answer all of their questions before mm-hmm. they've asked them. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. 
I'll find that the first 20, 30 minutes of a reading is all about answering questions before they've even asked them. And I suppose that sometimes will leave people a bit stumped because it's like being in an interview. At the end of the interview when you're asked, did you have any questions? And you go, but you've answered them all. I don't know. Right. Have some spare questions up your sleeves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and including my favorite is, well, what is one thing, um, what, what is one thing I can do with X amount of time, you know, so like, what can I do this month? That would be the most of my advantage, you know, or, you know, what could I do to um, further my, my path, my walk on my path? You know, how can, how can I, what can I do to be in my service? You know, those bigger, but it's still directed and it gives spirit a lot of wiggle room to give you what your guides are probably chomping on. So, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. All right, can we play a game? I want to play a game. Yes, I love games. Better word association game. First thing that comes to your mind. All right? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you think of when I say stellium? Uh, people don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> What's a stellium? A stellium is three inner planets or more. That has to be three inner planets. That includes the luminaries, because astrologers know the sun and the moon are luminaries, but we call everything. Okay, planets. right. Mm-hmm. I okay. didn't know that. So, yeah, sun, moon, luminaries, but shorthand, planets, okay? Um, and any other interior planet. So that would be Mercury, Venus, or Mars. So those three. And then mm-hmm. anything else, but a lot of people have the Neptune-Uranus conjunction, and so they get their sun next to that. They think they have a stellium. In tr- classical astrology, it, that's not that's not how we do it. But now the internet has ruined astrology forever, and everybody wants a stellium because they. But think you're it fixing that. Special. You're I, helping it's a losing. B- it's a losing battle. <laughs> No, no, it's not. People are learning. <laughs> some people are, and they're doing a heck of a job. <laughs> yes, some people are learning. Um, sinistry. <sighs> um, Is your there's smoke coming out of your head? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's usually when people are asking me about sinistry, they want a reading between them and their boyfriend or girlfriend or them. Oh, okay. And it's, it's actually relationship all, you know, like my parent child readings, that's sinistry. If I do a business team, that's sinistry. I've done teams for like real estate agents and other businesses and, you know, three, four five people um, to see how they can best work together. I love love, like real love, real love. I'm all for it. And I've read for couples um, who absolutely are there to make their relationship better. Yes. But what most people want is a way to control somebody. How can I manipulate Mm -hmm. this person to be in a relationship with me? How can I get somebody to change their personality or how do I make them do what I want? And they may not think that's what they're saying, but nine times out of it, that's why I don't do love readings (sighs) because it's gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross. I I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I like I said. I love actual real love, real affection. Um, 
that's gorgeous, you know, but I'd rather read for best friends or parents and their kids. <laughs> so totally understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know. I made the face. My eye twitched. Yeah. I can see eye twitching and the smoke coming mm-hmm. out of your ears. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, that was fun. That was fun. And we should do come it again. Thank you so much, Laurie, for joining us. And it's always interesting to see other people's perspective, especially around the questions that we get asked. And those questions are really important. Remember, if you are paying for a reading, no matter who the advisor or what the modality, you are paying for someone's advice through spirit, through an astrological chart, through whatever modality. And it's important that you ask the questions that really reflect the answers that you need. Ask them in a way that you are going to get the answers that are going to empower you and serve you in a way that you can move forward. It's all very well seeking a reading that is going to give you comfort and make you feel that everything's going to be okay. But how does that serve you? in the end. So yeah, thank you again to Laurie. Now to finish off today's episode, usually I would talk about past mediumship readings and give you some examples. But today I have got a very exciting reading that I'm going to talk about that I did many years ago. And it's more a psychic reading than it is a mediumship reading. So buckle in And I shall tell you the story of this amazing reading that I did. This reading was an incredibly exciting reading for me to do because I'm going back about 10 years ago and somebody came to me for a psychic reading. They didn't want mediumship. They were very specific about the medium not having mediumship. And it came out during the reading that they were actually adopted and they knew that their birth parents were both dead but they didn't really want a connection with them they felt like they were somewhat cheating on their adoptive parents they'd been adopted around the age of five years old and adopted in Ireland but they lived in England so they they knew some of their history, but they didn't know a lot. And during the reading, I said to um, this lovely lady, I said, she was in her 40s. Um, and I said, have you got a sister? And she said, no, I've got two brothers. And I said, I'm being shown that you've got a conversation coming up with a very close female relative. And it feels like a sister. And if it's not a sister, it's going to be a cousin. And she said, no, I I am actually the only female in my family. And I said, okay, okay, well, I must be misconstruing what I'm saying because it feels as if this is a close female relative and it must be a friend, it must be something coming up. But it's a discussion around going to meet them. They live in another country. And she said, okay, well, most of my family now are in England. They've they've left Ireland. Um, so I don't know what that would be about. And she was starting to get a little bit antsy and like, you know, does this woman know what she's talking about? And I said, it's, it's really important. It's almost like a watershed in your life and opens up 
a whole new social side. So I'm not sure what it's about, but just look, write it down. It will make sense. About six months later, she came to me for another reading and she said, I really want to talk about how something's going to go that's going to happen next week. And I said, what's that? And she said, well, I'm going to meet my sister. And I don't remember readings. Once once I've delivered it from your spirit guides or from spirit, if it's mediumship reading, I don't remember them. And I looked at her quizzically and she said, in my last reading, you said that I would be talking to my sister and I told you that I didn't have a sister. Well, someone reached out through a DNA test of myself, but they matched as a cousin. And through some investigation, we found out that this cousin that matched with me had a another cousin and we were on the same level so it turns out she's actually a full sister not a half sister a full sister and we were separated she was three and I was five and we were put up for adoption separately we didn't know about each other and it didn't matter um that they were siblings they were never told about each other and because my client had no wish to investigate at that time her birth family for for reasons only known to herself that she didn't do any investigation she didn't try and find any information she was always told that her birth family her birth parents were dead and that that's why she was adopted It turns out or turned out at the time that the information I had given her to say that she was going to be meeting family or meeting somebody overseas, which I thought was her sister. She was going to America where her sister had gone to live with their actual birth father. The birth mother had died the birth father had been able to care for one of the children and the other one had been put up for adoption. There was a lot that she had to unpack and she had to go through. But I spoke to her many, many months later and she was so happy that she had finally just let her vulnerability take over and been able to connect with people and family members. And the decision for her being adopted out was taken away from her. It was actually made by the church rather than the father. He was told he could only have or keep one of the children. Um, But it answered so many questions for her. And it was just such a lovely outcome. Well, that concludes today's episode. Thank you all so much for joining me again. I hope that the discussion on ego and authenticity will help you in some way make some decisions about your own future and how perhaps you address things and be kinder to yourself because being kind to ourselves is one of the most important things. If we are not kind to ourselves, how can we expect other people to be kind to us? Take care everyone and until next time, see ya.